All right, this is Backyard Analysis. I know we skipped a week, but now we're back. Uh, I'm Alex Evans. I'm in my backyard. And today we are looking at the case of Richard Ramirez. Uh, Many of you might have seen the documentary on Netflix. It's pretty good. I recommend it. It was interesting. Uh, Yeah, this one, while he did a lot... I'm going to call it a simple case. There's a lot more complex ones. Like last time we looked at the Zodiac Killer. There are intricacies in that case. And this one. It seems pretty straightforward. Uh, He was a serial killer. Serial rapist and burglar. In the Los Angeles area. In. Oh sorry. In the Los Angeles area. And later in, in the San Francisco area. From June 1984 until August 1985. They called him the Night Stalker, and uh, the media is the one who gave him this name. Uh, It is a shame. I think it's a pretty cool name to give to such a bad guy. Uh, But yeah, let's just move on right to his victims. Gosh, he had... (sighs) He had a lot. Um, And I'm sorry, I will probably say some of these names wrong. Here we go. Ginny Vincow... Mariana Hernandez, Daniela Okaze, I'm sorry, Veronica Yu, Vincent and Maxine Zazara, Bill and Linda Doy, Florence Lang, Mabel Bell, Carol Kyle, Mary Louise Cannon, Whitney Bennett, Joyce Nelson, Sophie Dickman, Layla and Maxim Needing. Uh, another name, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to attempt. It looks like Chainering. Uh, and Somkid Kovath. And also their eight year old son, Chris. Uh, Virginia Peterson. Sakina and Elias Abuun, <laughs> and their three-year-old son Peter and Barbara Pan, Bill Carnes and Inez Erickson. Now I probably pronounced most of those names wrong, but I hope you get the point. There were quite a lot of victims, uh, and then the, of course the suspect was Richard Ramirez. Uh, for the geographical location, Los Angeles and San Francisco, California area, June 1984 to August 1985. Also, all of the attacks took place at night. This is about half the reason uh, for his name, Night Stalker. Uh, let's move right on to evidence. Uh, one of the main points of evidence was Ramirez's shoe print was found at several of the crime scene locations, and it was used to make a cast, uh, later used in court. Uh, ballistic evidence was also used. Uh, some of the stolen goods from the burglar, bur- gosh, I'm having a tough time pronouncing words today. Burglarized houses were introduced as evidence, and then eight of the victims uh, were called as witnesses against Ramirez. Also. Ramirez became a suspect after one of the victims had given a very detailed description of her attacker that fit him pretty well. Also, 
final nail in the coffin. One of his fingerprints was found at a crime scene that was used to identify him. Um, it is interesting to note that Ramirez had opportunity in each crime he committed due to the fact that there was no planning in any of these. Uh, well, seemingly no planning. Uh, they just happened. He did not discriminate whatsoever between children, race, uh, sex, age. He did not care. So, there's that. Of course, the legal outcome did not go very well for Ramirez. He was convicted of 13 counts of murder, uh, 5 attempted murders, and 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. Uh, like I said, uh, I guess we can wrap this up really quickly. I think it's a famous case, really just because of the fear factor. Uh, there's no overarching mystery. There's no lack of suspects. It was just, it was just how brutal the murders and rapings were. And because of his name... And then how the news reported it, it got everyone scared. I mean, the fact that he didn't care if you were a little little kid or an elderly lady, he would kill anyone. It's just all gives, I guess, you. Could, it's why it makes it famous. There's not much to say about this one. Uh, also, a cool nickname never helps to kill popularity. That seems like it's pretty much it for this case. I'll see you next time on Backyard Analysis.